everyone, and we are in episode 13. We're in episode 13 of season 3 of Going Beyond Salvation, and I'm your host, uh, Jess Robinson. And so today we're just continuing on, and we've been going over, we broke down Deuteronomy chapter 20 in the last podcast a little bit, just kind of summarized it, and you know, we we continue on in, in the in Deuteronomy twenty eight and it you know, as they as their obe- disobedience continues on, you know, it, it's as if he's prophesying what's gonna happen, but these things were conditional, you know, as we've as we've talked about blessings and, and curses that were laid and upon a lot of characters in, in the Bible were conditional. But we get into this and he's prophesying that, you know, at, at some point, you know, their disobedience is going to lead to being scattered across the nations. And, and we'll see that later on that, you know, the, the Northern part of Israel or the Northern tribe known as just Israel, they're taken by the Assyrians and they're, they're dispersed. And then the Babylonians take over Judah and, um, and we see, you know, that they, you know, he warns them that you're going to be dealing with, you know, the idols that they have and in this place. And that's, there's going to be no resting place, you know, but, and we'll see that like in the book of Daniel with Esther and, you know, Ezra and Nehemiah a little bit, um, Ezra, Ezra, Ezra and Nehemiah are, you know, when they're able to come back into the promised land but you deal with Esther and 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 Daniel and they had to deal with you know being Jews you know in a foreign land uh, especially Daniel but you know God still even though this remnant was taken away because of their disobedience God still worked in them and we'll talk about that when we get there. It's just really interesting that, you know, even in the midst of their disobedience, you know, and, and there were still, you know, some that were still obedient to the Lord. You know, we see it with Daniel with his heart that he's going to continue to serve God and be obedient to him, even in the, with eating, you know, not eating certain types of food. You know, there was people like that, that, you know, God still worked in their lives and and today you know even though we live in a world that's filled with you know immorality and all of that as as Christians we you know can still be a light and still be used by God um, and it takes us to be that light to show you know to speak the truth you know especially to those we that come across our path and we care for them. And so, you know, just as I, and it's hard because Christians do get a bad name. You know, I was sitting in, in court today when I was uh, watching, uh, I was listening into court today, um, from home because of this whole COVID-19 and, 
it was kind of strange to start off to listen to this defendant because I have to identify myself. It, usually I don't have to identify myself in court and it's been kind of like weird because it's like this is a judge like asking who are you essentially now that this person's starting this judge is starting to figure out like my phone number when it pops up that that's who it is. And she's starting to make note that that's the reporter, you know, don't have to ask. But, you know, she still asked me today because, you know, I, I haven't been on some of the hearings because they just, they weren't important to, to write about. We just kind of don't deal with bond revocations and stuff. And that's what has been, you know, trying to get caught up on some stuff because of this whole COVID. But there was this arraignment and when I said, you know, I'm with, you know, the newspaper, the guy was pretty much just like, all oh, like excited that the media was there. And I'm like, okay. And then he, before he made his plea, you know, he, he's like, oh, I'm a Christian and I'm going to do this prayer. And then it was just awkward because I, I was like, at first I thought when he said he's a Christian, you know, I thought maybe he's going to plead guilty and just say, I'm, I'm going to face the consequences, which that wouldn't have been, been bad. Um, but no, it got awkward. And afterwards I, I had, you know, as a newspaper reporter, you start investigating stuff and you investigate people's Facebooks and I found this person's Facebook and I sat there and I said, wow, this person has really got into some bad doctrine, some really bad things and has been misled. But to somebody who's an unbeliever, they don't see that. They see it as, you know, all of us is the same, that it's just essentially the same. So if you have one Christian that's bad, everybody's all the Christians are bad and so you know as in this time we have to really as Christians learn to be separate even when other Christians are being bad and I understand you know we're not all perfect and that's what I I tell people I'm still human I make mistakes and you know and I try to to own up to those mistakes when they're brought to my attention but, you know, it's, it's sad that, you know, and it's like, and I understand people are going to fall and, you know, those who are repentant, that's fine. You know, that that's, you know, part of our, you know, with the Holy Spirit upon us, especially those who do get convicted and they repent and they turn away and they feel revert, you know, remorseful, you know, godly remorse leads to repentance and so, you know, I don't have anything to, for these people, but there's some that, you know, they're not remorseful about what they did. And, and so I'm interested to see what happens with this case. I'm a little worried. Uh, it's going to be a lot of prayer and stuff to make sure. And I, I told my husband, we're gonna, just going to have to be very careful because I can kind of see where this is going to go. Um, you just kind of know people that, uh, tend to, to get a little drastic, you know, and I've had it happen one time where 
you know, it was a, a somebody who was an attorney and got in trouble with the law and they were trying to cause trouble after it, it made the paper and I had wrote the story and this person was trying to attack my integrity and I was like, okay, I have nothing to defend. I have nothing to defend and it all worked out. You know, the county attorney sided with me and said there was nothing wrong. And and so essentially that's what I, what happened. And so, um, you know, just going on into this book and you know, even though he, they had been, you know, God lays out that even though they stray, there is a chance to repent. And he, he lays out what happens. But, you know, I just want to summarize with, you know, chapter 31 or th chapter 30. It says, you know, I love this part and, and starting verse 11 of, of 30, it says, now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who, who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commands, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess and just kind of moving forward, it says, This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses, blessings and curses. Now choose life, so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I just want to, you know, say with that is, you know, that's the sum of it. You know, there's life and death and, you know, to choose life, choose life, you know, chase after the Lord and hang on to him. You know, anything else, you know, there's only one way to heaven and that's through the Lord. You know, that's through Jesus and, you know, hold a fast to that. Don't choose any other way. And, and, you know, we have this promise because we see, you know, immediately in, in 31, you know, Joshua is set to succeed Moses. And Moses tells them, you know, the Lord himself is going before them and that he's not going to leave them and neither forsake them that they do not need to be afraid. You know, it can seem... A little different it, you know and I've heard some Christians that are, are that counted the cost before they accepted Jesus and it was because they didn't know what what life was going to be like after saying yes you know but they stepped out in faith and accepted and they don't regret it and I don't regret it 
And every day, you know, everything is uncertain. You know, when you get up in the morning, you know, you don't know how your day is going to go. Only the Lord knows. And that's why we, you know, work to, this is why I just tell people that it's so crucial, you know, to get into the word or even try to pray, even praying in the shower when you're getting ready to, you know, charge those spiritual batteries because you don't know how your day is going to be, you know, and be prepared. We don't know what the day is going to bring, but, you know, we don't have to fear. We don't have to live with that anxiety because the God and God is going before us. He's not going to leave us nor forsake us every day that we wake up. If we're not in heaven, you know, God has, is keeping us here, but he's, you know, with us. And that's something that we can cling on to. And so that's essentially what I wanted to talk about in Psalms. I'm going to take, we're going to take a quick break and jump in or not Psalms, but Deuteronomy. We're going to jump into Psalms after this quick break. And we are back and I just wanted to bring out Psalm 45 and it's a, it's a wedding song and it's one of my favorite Psalms. Um, it's, it's very beautifully written. But we can also, it, it points a lot to Christ that, you know, he is, is the king. And, you know, we see essentially in, in verse 7, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You know, their, full, their fulfillment is in Jesus Christ. You know, he his throne is going to last forever and ever. And that scepter of justice is going to be the scepter of, of his kingdom. And it just, it keeps pointing back to Christ. I mean, he's the, he's the most excellent. His lips were anointed grace. You know, God blessed him forever. You know, he gives us the armor, you know, when we see the gird your sword upon your side, you know, he gives us this armor and you know, to clothe ourselves or clothe himself with splendor and majesty. And that, that's how Jesus is. In his majesty, you know, he rides forth victoriously, you know, in behalf of truth, humility, and righteousness. I mean, Jesus is truth and he displayed humility and righteousness. And he has displayed awesome deeds and he continues to display awesome deeds. And he pierces the hearts of, of, of the enemy. You know, the enemy at the name of Jesus has to leave. And as we've talked about, his throne's going to endure forever. You know, he loves righteousness and hates wickedness. And because of that, you know, God has set him above, you know. And, you know, we go through this and it's just, and it's pointing to, to, Christ and especially there's going to be a day you know as as the church we're going to be presented to Christ as this this bride pure and spotless and I mean that's just going to be such a wonderful moment you know and and we're coming near that I think we're getting near there soon and I think it's just so wonderful that about that and that's why we need to choose life because when we look in, in the face of eternity and be kingdom minded 
about this. This is something that we get to see in the end. You know, there's no hopelessness in heaven. There's no, you know, sadness, no sickness. You know, there's no more politics. There's, you know, no more troubles in heaven because, you know, essentially it's all that the goodness and righteousness of God that's there. And so that's just something that we need to be looking forward to. And so we're going to take a quick break and jump into book of Proverbs. So we're in the book of Proverbs in in chapter eight. We just got through all of that and it's talking about wisdom's call, you know, and here Solomon gets into, you know, kind of characterizes wisdom which godly wisdom, I mean, we should choose godly wisdom instead of the worldly wisdom. You know, when we fear, and what I want to just really kind of point out is to fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. And so I just want to say that You know, when we fear the Lord, when and the fear means to have a reverence for the Lord, it causes us to avoid evil. You know, it causes us to avoid. And, and because when you guard your heart, it comes to the point when you do see sin happening, when you do see immorality. There's almost like a righteous anger. Some people, it's a sickness. I know my mom... For her, she actually feels nauseous, which is, and for every believer, it's different. It's just how sensitive they are uh, to it. So, you know, I just want to say, you know, choose wisdom, you know, choose the godly wisdom instead of the worldly wisdom. I mean, godly wisdom has been around, you know, since the, the beginning of time, as we see, and, and, it gives us joy, you know, and it says at the end, blessed is the man who listens to me watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway for whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me harms himself. All who hate me love death. It's all going back to the choose life. You know, when you choose godly wisdom, you know, you're choosing life, you know, you're finding life. And so that's just what I wanted to point out in in Proverbs 8, you know, there's so much to it. And I think, you know, sometime in the future with these, these podcasts, we'll go through, you know, several of the books and just go verse by verse and really just break it down. But, you know, this year, I'm just kind of, we're getting into the reading and getting our feet wet, you know, and, 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 and getting started with this. And so, We're going to take a quick break and jump into Luke chapter 9. So finally, we're in Luke chapter 9. And um, just kind of going through, you know... 
at the beginning, he sends out the 12, you know, as, as we've talked about in se several of my classes that I've taken, you know, he sends out the 12, probably essentially to prepare the way for, for Christ to come in and minister. He gives them authority to, you know, to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And it's the same way with us believers today. We have been given that authority and... That's just something that I believe in. You know, it's a core doctrine in the Assemblies of God. And I, I stand behind it about divine healing and praying for the sick. You know, praying for those who need healing. And that's just something that's so important, you know. Because God, you know, He gives us life. He gives us healing. You know, kind of just going back to choosing life. And, but I just want to jump to, you know, we get into Jesus feeds the 5,000 story. That's another one in the gospel. This is one, or, you know, this is the, the feeding of the 5,000 is actually in all four gospels. And we'll see it in the book of John when we get there. You know, and he's the bread of life. You know, and that bread of life multiplies, you know, in our lives. And that's just some, you know, a reason why we need to choose life. And and that life is through Jesus. So continue, you know, if you're a believer, especially a brand new believer, continue to choose life. Continue to choose Jesus. But, you know, if you're not a believer, if you kind of walked away, Lord, he's going to accept you back into his life. You know, if you repent, you know, if you haven't heard about Jesus, you know, he came and died on the, on the cross for your sins. And through him, you have life, eternal life. And, you know, when you accept him as your Lord and your, your Savior, you're a brand new creation. And your life will change, you know, radically. And so, you know, this is what, is so great about about God is he's life he's not death it's not the end you know there's a brand new beginning and so that's essentially what I wanted to talk about so for the next podcast we're going to talk about Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 14 through chapter 32 verse 52 um read Psalm 46 verses 1 through 7 Proverbs 9 verses 1 through 5 we we won't get to talk about those next podcast. And then Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 45. And I'm going to end in a prayer. And I just say thank you, Lord Jesus, for, um, you know, that you are life. You give us life. And I just pray today, Lord, just give us a fresh awakening of who you are, Lord. And I pray for those that don't know you or have wandered away from you, Lord, that they would just accept you into their life lord and and give them life give them freedom lord and lord we just thank you for all that you're doing and continue to do in jesus holy precious name amen have a great day you guys mm -hmm.